Every day, America Online is making it easier for people to live, work, and play. When we installed internet access on our computer, I got the whole family involved. And you Just what is this main artery of the information superhighway? You beautiful bastards! No matter how large, no matter how small, we'll be on the internet in the year 2000. It's the primary way that people will look at information. Hello and welcome to When We Were There, Bias Internet History. I'm Thomas. And I'm Josh. And this, oh, this is a podcast all about the history of internet content. The who's who's, the what's what's, the where's Waldo's. We get into it all. Whether you like it or not, okay? You can't stop us. No, you can't stop us because we're going to be here doing what we do no matter what you do. Exactly. Thomas, how are you today? I'm uh, I'm in a bathrobe. I'm in a I'm in a onesie. So I feel like we're kind of on the same page here. We're recording later than usual. That's a little behind the scenes tidbit. Yeah, L- later in the day, so we got undressed. Yeah, is sort of the vibe. Usually, I wake up, I get like you know three piece tux, and then as the day goes on, I work it my just way. slowly work down to like a robe. Yeah, or even sometimes I just wear a shawl. And yeah. nothing else. Nice, completely, dude, yeah. Completely nude in a shawl. I like to get into, like, a, a tucked-in express button-up, and I'll, I'll wake up like that. And then I'll, like, I'll go to the laundromat, you know, just look into the tens. And then by the end of the day, my dick is in a goddamn sock. Yeah, that's true. It's t- it, I'm usually at Thomas's house by the time my dick is in a sock. Like, two days ago, it, that was happening, I think. Yeah, with my, my butt plastered right on your dining room table while you ate cereal off of me. Because that's how we roll. Yeah, because we're goddamn indie moguls. We're freaking indie moguls, and that's how rich Thomas is. He can wear a fucking tux and eat cereal off my naked ass. Yeah, and I bet you feel silly now for assuming otherwise. Yeah, to think that we're not making bank off this podcast, we make like at least a good three cents a year. Yeah, at least. Maybe... Or uh, wait, did you say at least or at most? At most. Yeah, it's yeah, at most. And, yeah, I, and I would be stoked if we made that much. Three cents, dude. That's revenue. Yeah, that's cash flow, dude. Oh God, we can only dream, right? Yeah. Well, speaking of dreaming, uh, let's get into sort of the vibe of this episode, right? I guess you could say this episode is kind of the crux of the entire internet in a sense. You could say that, and uh, if you were to say that, you might be. You or I, because I don't know if I've heard anyone else say this yet. Again, no. we're the first on the scene. Absolutely. Um, now, today we're going to be talking about social media, everyone's favorite aspect of the internet. But uh, as Josh said, in a, in a larger way, perhaps the biggest and only aspect of the internet, dare I yeah. say it? I mean, like, what was the World Wide Web invented for if not to link people together? Porn. Yes, but I mean... I, Which is again, the I... most purest way of linking together. Oh, absolutely. But as I said in the Aaron <laughs> Yonda podcast, everything comes from porn or war. True. And actually, was it DARPNET? DARPANET? The internet actually was started, or not necessarily started, but really pushed by the U.S. Department of Defense, which is war. So there you go. And, and then, the first instance of paying for something via credit card over the internet was pornography. I thought it was a pizza. That was Bitcoin. The first thing a guy bought with Bitcoin was a pizza, I think. Yeah, but the first thing someone bought with real tangible cash was a goddamn video of, of Asa Akira getting blasted in the face. Wow. That's coveted, I'm sure. 
Yeah, absolutely. And Asa, if you'd love to, we'd love to have you on the podcast. Yeah. No, I know you're listening to this. I know she's listening. She's a big fan. She's just too shy to come on. It's she's okay. on the Patreon. She's gotten the tea. Yeah. It's okay. We won't blast you in the face. That's not our style, Asa. We're going to ask you history questions. It's going to be the least sexual podcast you've done to a point where you're bored. Yeah. It, we won't even make jokes with her because we're so t- intimidated. <laughs> Ms. Akira? Uh, 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 what do you know of internet history is what I'll be muttering the whole time. Just over and over again as, as secretly I'm playing a soundboard cause I didn't want, I didn't have the balls to tell you we didn't get her. Oh, jeez! <laughs> I thought you were going to be saying you could only speak to her via like a soundboard cause you're too nervous to yoke up some words. Yeah. See, that's, I'm a, like a soundboard guy. So, like, if we did get her, that's the route I would take. But I don't think we didn't even get her, so. Oh. Yeah. I really thought we did. If you're listening to this ass, I just, you don't have to be nervous, okay? We'll be gentlemen. (laughs) Um, But, yeah. So, I mean, social media. What a a freaking beast of a a concept that one is, hey? Absolutely. I think... Uh, you know, as we've sort of goofed about, but alluded to is, you know, I, I think one of the big things aside from porn and war that was really pushing the Internet was people communicating with each other. But the Internet wasn't always the same Internet to any kids out there. You know, even before, like the days of just dial up, like if you would really have to create a server that, you know, people would have to find to be able to link together computer to computer to communicate. Yeah. Well, is that, that's like what fucking Usenet was like, right? Yeah. It was something like that. One one of the things of Usenet was really just like you create a server and then you could do person to person communication. Mm. And this was even before like the the other other softwares that came after it uh, allowed you to actually like create like an email list or a chain list to to communicate with multiple people. I thought Usenet was like a like a big um, like chat room almost. Yeah, it was because a big chat room, but it was a precursor to being able to kind of have email chains. Mm-hmm. Well, I think it was more like when we talk about the Wild West, I think that was like the wildest West That's there was. That's about the wildest of the West it was. And it was something you had to like find and actually make an effort to get onto Usenet because, you know, back in the day you would actually have to pay for internet access separate from just like you know i think your your goddamn router yeah there was and you have to pay for minutes there is a um a a, a phenomenon or an an event that uh, uh in regards to usenet called eternal september oh that sounds fancy so um because I believe with Usenet, I think a lot of people were given access to it when they would go to college. I'm not quite sure how because it's freaking prehistoric times, obviously. Yeah, imagine having to download a browser before there was an internet browser to download a browser. You know, you would have to get that third party on a goddamn floppy disk. Yeah. And then can... a separate floppy disk for the actual internet you're using. And they a hard link. This well, is pre-Wi-Fi Zoomers. So, yeah, that right there, getting the, the floppy disk for... You're talking about AOL. And yeah. that's that's what Eternal September is, is the, like, 
crazy marketing campaign of AOL that like because they used to be at, at every September when there's a new like batch of freshmen coming on to Usenet everyone would get pissed because they didn't know how to follow the rules so they call it September because it's like like oh it's like oh you're like a September guy because you you're a noob and a baby and then come I think it was like I don't know sometime in 1993 I don't know if it was actually September but they call it either eternal September or the September that never ended because there was such it's a like mass- the layman coming. It's the, yeah, the, it the dawning mass- of the layman coming onto the internet instead of actual hobbyists or tech people. Yeah, exactly. It was like the mass uh, influx of, of just the regular dude. But th- And even then, so that's like, I guess, the first September. And uh, <laughs> I don't know why would I would just... Do you remember... Oh, see, I was thinking Wake Me Up When September Ends. There's a lot of stuff regarding There's September. There's a lot of September songs. And, yeah. I, you know, I... And they're all I, about this event. They really are. Wake Me Up When September Ends? You're never Wake getting up, the, up, buddy. It's not going to happen. The layman has come to the internet. The moms who kind of know how to use Google but not really. Yeah. just post racist shit on Facebook. That's all there is now. And see, that's what I was going to say is, like, I think almost every platform has its own September and like when i was talking in the in the last solo one about coney um i kind of was talking about facebook's what i see as facebook's september that never ended was coney 2012 um you got a lot of th- if you listen to the coney 2012 there's a lot of theories i think yeah. mine mine the most accurate yours about- is well yours isn't a theory though that's the thing you just it started just so. stating, You started reading from the newspaper. I was spitting facts. Yeah. Um, but, um, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you, Thomas. No problem. That was so rude. I was just going to, briefly, not to go on a tangent, but I think with, with sort of technology like this, even if we're kind of looking at uh, the personal computer in general, you know, much like the internet was before the eternal September, I think computers were something that were used primarily by, like, hobbyists and like developers you know people that actually put in time to like learn basic and you know learn uh coding that's right kids basic isn't just something your mom is now (laughs) nice dude yeah Yeah, it's not just what your bro is basic was uh a language i believe yeah and it was essentially if i can break this down to fucking idiot kids um, it was essentially like imagine just a, a black TV screen with white text on it, and that's how you communicated and spoke to the computer. You know, you were literally having to tell your computer what to do via text. Well, I mean, surely this no, must I, be it's it. like command prompt. It's like well, you know, yeah, I was gonna say, surely this is ingrained enough to uh, in the zeitgeist that people know the like, like. Uh, 20 go to 10 sort of thing like because so basically each line would be and i think this is still in most code um each sort of line is numbered and they're they're numbered in the tens so it'd be like um 10 and then you'd give it a command so let's say this the this is the one most people know you'd say print which is basically telling it to write something on the screen print and quotes hello world classic one and then this is the kind of cool prank 
that the kids would play, they'd go into like the the Best Buy and run up to that Apple II that's on display, <laughs> and they would Way type in Best Buy. <laughs> the Apple II that was on display at Best Buy. <laughs> yeah, and they would run. <laughs> they would run up. They'd run up to the the freaking computer and they type in. Maybe they wouldn't say hello world though. They go print big jungle. Nice. And then they'd say twenty go to ten. So that's the command you're selling. You're telling the computer, hey, print this. And then the next thing you tell it is, hey, go back to this command. And it's a loop. And it just and it just says and it, uh, big jungle. Yeah. And it covers the screen forever. But um, there was a visionary, a man who said. I want. I don't want a computer to be this this gargantuan, scary, a thing that only smarts know how to use. I want everyone to use. I want it to be like a goddamn toaster oven. Your grandma can turn it on and do the crossword puzzle. Yeah, and that's that was, that when was Tom Fulp. No, what? Oh, Thomas? Shit. It was uh, Mr. Stephen Jobs, and Steve Jobs definitely really wanted to push for uh, the democratization of the computer, and uh, with the Appalisa. Um, he actually had a graphical interface, which is, you know, what we still use today. It's more advanced. But I think in a way that shift was kind of like the computer's September. As all of a sudden, instead of having to learn basic, you would just it's intuitive. You click on something. You can use Apple Paint, you know, you can you, kids can play around with it for fun. And I think much like the actual eternal September of the the interwebs, when you know AOL came online and all of a sudden any Joe Schmo down the road could go on and, and goddamn uh, sexed with their neighbor. Wow. Yeah, that's right. It uh, it kind of became something where it was like, okay, this belongs to the world now. Mm-hmm. So, and I guess to to sort of tighten the scope of this. Because, as I mentioned, so, like, social media, what, like, what is social media? It's pretty broad now, like, is It's YouTube a very vague media, phrase know? to begin yeah. with. Um, it could really be anything, any sort of media that's social. Yeah, I'm, I read the dictionary. Nice, dude. But, um, the, the thing is, for me, is I feel like, especially as time has gone on, and the internet has gotten more, I guess, what's the word? Like, user-friendly. Um, yeah. I feel like now a lot of people have their their computers and their use for, like, at least, like, the personal computer is generally just, like, a, I mean, a Facebook machine, but, like, a social media machine. Because, well, like, I, I think a perfect example is uh, the something like the Google Chrome. You yeah. can't really download any proper software on there. You know, you can't. Oh, you mean the Chromebooks, you mean? Jesus, I'm an idiot. Yeah, Chromebooks. Let's let's cut that out and make me not sound like a dumbass. Okay. But you probably won't. I never do. Of course not. But yeah, like a, a Google Chrome. Yeah. Fuck! Chromebook! Christ. Yeah. A Chromebook. <laughs> yeah, you can't, you can't really do. It, essentially, it is like just having a computer that just has Google Chrome. Yeah. You know? but, and for most people, that's all they need. Because, like, honestly, right now, n- name a site that – tell me a site you regularly visit that isn't social media. I can't. Yeah, because, I mean, we we like to include YouTube into that. I guess Netflix. 
like Netflix, like streaming services like Netflix Crave or whatever. But that's at, at this point, it's just so intuitive. It's it's essentially like just like uh, a very user friendly television channel where you can select what you watch. You know, I would. Yeah, but it would, still, I, I, I no, just, but I get what you're saying. Yeah, but and then like that's why I brought them on. It's like I guess at this point, YouTube is so removed from its like m- more. I mean, even in the name of itself, YouTube, it's not really about putting yourself up and like. No. I don't think people are generally connecting on the site anymore. It's no, still there was more a time s- where like it had a. I remember when there was like mailboxes, and you know you could really like, we've talked about in earlier episodes, you know, customize your your landing page, and I remember chatting. To, to people that I would like maybe meet in the comments section or people I'd want to, you know, like who yep. I like their stuff. We did a couple like collabs because we, we'd had people liked our videos. We watched theirs. We liked theirs sort of vibe. Um, I once emailed this kid whose YouTube name was Mr. Marshy. And I don't think that's really doxing him because, you know, it didn't have his first name in the title. So he could be anyone Marshy. Any any marshy any marshy yeah but we uh we wanted to do a collab so you know he said hey dude call me and we'll you know maybe do a Skype interview or some shit uh, he did BB gun reviews and I had just watched a Christmas story where the kid almost shoots his eye out with a Red Rider BB gun so was, and he was like he was in that video I'm like okay so this kid's pretty cool and he even looks like the kid from a Christmas story nice and I called him. And his dad picked up. He said, "What are you doing, calling my boy? <laughs> what are you, a pedophile?" And I was like, "Oh no, no, I'm a boy too." And he thought like, you were interested in his in he, his son. He thought I was a 50 year old man with the voice of a 11 year old boy, with the voice of an angel, with the voice of an angel, calling <laughs> his boy. And he just he chewed me out, trying to slurp that kid up like some soup. <laughs> <laughs> and I and I was like, oh no, I'm just it's this is for my YouTube internet show. It's like you met on the internet, and he's freaking Christ. And uh, and he took the belt to him, and then he's like, why do you call my dad? And I was like, uh, why you said to call? And he's like, no, I didn't say to call it this time. Uh, so, now he sounds just like his dad. Yeah, and he never. Yeah, he's even <laughs> his dad sound the same <laughs> because that he never spoke to me again. Because his dad is a fifty-year-old man with the voice of an angel. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and and do you know who that kid turned out to be? Um, well, you said he was Mr. Marshy. Yeah, but I'll tell you who he really was. It was all okay. roots. Cru- so you are gonna dox him? Yeah, I am. Cruella Deville. Oh shit. Yeah. By the way, cruel devil. Yeah, we know you're a dick, Cruella. Yeah, it's pretty obvious. Yeah, it's not a subtle name. She also like smokes cigarettes in kind of like a douchey way. Yeah, real do with it's the long thing and they're just like the oh stick. Oh, like, I'll she's too s- good to have. Like she's still gonna smoke cigarettes, but she's too good to have them near her mouth. Yeah, she doesn't want it near her mouth. She just wants a weird plastic stick. Yeah, and she's always talking about skin and dogs to make a jacket. It's like Cruella, pleather or or fake fur. It's the same shit. It's the future, baby. It's the future. Just don't be an ass. But also, also like, huh? Those are someone's friends. Yeah, don't you don't do friends. that. You don't do that. You skin a fish because fish aren't people. And then you no, have but, a wait. real smelly, scaly fish are, jacket. No, but f- fish are friends, not food. I don't agree with that at all. They are food because they don't have emotions. But I'll wow. I'll move past the fish thing. The the point you I just was- lost our fish audience. Yeah. I, I think the point I was getting at 
is this this communique of the internet. We've always wanted to do it. And I think one of the bigger things that kind of came out after the Eternal September was uh, message boards were a really big thing. Yeah. So, like, that's what I was trying to think about is um, my, like, foray into social media. And I guess... No, I, I Facebook probably would have been the first, like, thing I got because I wanted to play games because my cousin came over for Christmas one year and he was playing this cool driving taxi game or something and I was like what's that I want to play and he's like you got to get Facebook it's Facebook exclusive oh Pro- shit probably wasn't but he told me it was so I got I asked my mom I went mom can I get a Facebook account and she said huh what a what account Leave me alone. It's Christmas. Don't talk to me. Yeah. No, she won't talk to you on the high high holidays. Anytime, but especially a high holiday. Absolutely. You know she She's stoned, dude. Yeah. Stoned off that freaking goose. Not goose. Turkey. turkey. Bird. <laughs> Jesus. Sorry. I would have said I would have stuck with the goose thing, but Josh loves geese. I love I geese and ducks. I don't want to hear about eating them. Yeah. So I had to quickly... Uh, backtrack but we're babies we kind of we kind of missed friendster and myspace you know like we know of them we're aware of them and i think they are precursors to facebook totally we had a a myspace account for um one of my youtube channels with with some friends because we i don't know why we were like gotta upload to myspace it was kind of on the tail end of myspace still being a thing you know i think when facebook came that style of website I think it had gone from like Friendster to MySpace all the way back to like certain profiles you could have had on message boards. And it kind of that type of social media stopped at Facebook. Like Facebook was yeah. the last of its kind that is still here today. Um, it ate, it eats anything that tries to compete with it. Exactly. It's like that, that big goddamn fish. Yeah. Like the, in that movie, um, Big Fish, which has nothing to do with any of this. It's about a, a, a boy about- and his dad. Isn't it about a tree? No, that's Tree of Life. Oh, shit. <laughs> but I... You can see how I got confused. I can see how you got confused. They're very similar. Yeah, uh, one is about a tree, one is about a fish. I think I had a slight precursor to Facebook, which was... um. So, th- th- this wasn't the most popular one in America. AOL had something called AOL Instant Messenger, or AIM, which was essentially just, you know, to people that don't know, is the equivalency of just, like kind of, I guess, a, a, to modern people, like a text app or just having the Facebook Messenger app, you know? You could, yeah, it's like an app on your computer, though. Yeah, it was an app on your computer. And we used MSN here in Canada. I think MSN was a little bit more popular in Canada, at least at the time when I was using it. And it's, yeah. You could show if you were online, offline, or incognito. You're online, but you're pretending that you're offline. Yeah, appearing to be offline. Appe- appearing to be offline and, yeah. and usually what it was is like you'd you'd get everyone's email from school and you'd chat with them late night you know you'd be like oh who do you have a crush on <laughs> yeah that's true i forgot about that i was i was on msn as well before facebook and you'd be sending cool smileys yeah that that's was what we used to call emojis kids yeah we used to call them smile and then emoticons and then i it think emo- i think emoticon was the same but emoticon to me and it still is to this day is like if you're using like text 
like that yeah. ASCII or whatever to make the smile that's an emoticon but a smiley was like a, a graphic um and it was before I think I guess it was before they like they weren't keyboard things like it, it wasn't actual um like it wasn't like a text thing you know it was like a photo that you were sending just a very small one yeah exactly and sometimes they could be animated and then it kind of got to a point where you could put in the keyboard shortcut like yeah. colon uh, uh bracket and it would a smiley face would pop up and I, I just you know like same as i think i don't believe this is as big now but back in the day you'd be like uh use a lot of internet shorthand like lol nvm for like never mind brb be right back brb this is a funny interesting thing to me is you used to always say brb remember that like it was there was g2g and brb oh my god i forgot g2g or gtg that was before brb for me yeah gotta go well no one's go to gotta go and the others be right back so never mind yeah they're together but that's the thing that you never say those probably ever again because there is no going you can't be back if you've never left well that's yeah you'd sign off you'd, you'd physically sign off and close the application where it's like, you know, on your phone, Messenger is just always on. You can always get the notification. And it's kind of almost like what happened with, well, I mean, it, it is because of the cell phone as well. But like, you know, back before cell phones were big, if I wanted to call up a friend to hang out, I'd have to call their home phone and then ask their mommy to. Remember remembering landline numbers? Oh, yeah. You'd have to like remember. I remember my mom had like a little book. And we'd have all all of people's numbers, so I'd have to like scroll through, and I'd have to find like Danny Fartnose, and then mm. call the number and say, "Hey, Miss Fartnose, can I talk to Danny?" And the same is with like uh, MSN or AIM. You know, like you got home, you were on the computer. That's when you could chat with people. If you signed off, you don't know what notifications you're getting. You just have to wait until you go back on again. Did you? Uh, I don't even think you realized what you said there. Also, do you realize you said what in regards to the book? You said scroll. I oh my god, I did. What's wrong with me? It's so ingrained. The internet is a part of us. It's I was insane. flipping through it. I wasn't scrolling. Yeah. I was goddamn flipping through it. Yeah. No, but I just think it's really crazy that it's like those. I mean, I'm sure they'll get like maybe every so often I'll say BRB. But if it's like, but if it's like, hey, can you check something for me? And I'll be like, okay, one sec. BRB. Maybe. Probably not even. I like, I, uh, G- I just G-T-G? write it because this is before like you know s- smart text where you'd literally have one two three four five six seven eight nine zero and then with that you'd have to like click one three times to get a C or like yeah and then click th- or sorry it was two for a C click three two times get an E and then eventually like it kind of was like oh if you're typing these numbers in a row is are you saying like banana and it's like no I was trying to say cock and it was you know like it would just guess for you. Sometimes it would work. Sometimes it wouldn't. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it's kind of just one of those things where like because you had that, and especially when, when texting started, that's how you had to do it. There'd just be that shorthand. Fun fact, a lot of shorthand actually like OMG dates back to the, the early 1900s during World War One because they would have to telegraph and both sending more letters would be expensive and more time consuming. And they'd say uh... 
OMG for oh my god or SOMF for like sit on my face whatever it was that soldiers were talking to each other about like yeah, they nice. needed to make it more efficient and I think that was the same because of text apps but even when we were on our computers we were doing OMG I think it was just what was cool and quick <laughs> yeah I, when also I remember they were like going back to the smileys they were like cool special like brb and and like gtg and like sometimes you like either you would find one or a friend would find like a cool one and they'd like send it to you and you'd be like what that one's so dope and you'd have to like steal it like you'd copy it from them or something i remember that being a, a big thing of like getting the coolest smiley yeah that i said, i remember there said, was a time where you could get special emojis like you'd have to download yeah, you'd, you'd have to download, like, packs. So here's something crazy that I remember doing that I, I kids will not remember today. But I remember when I had my little my little Motorola Razor, and I had to, you know, same thing. I just had to use the keypad. I remember there would be ads online in between, like, TV shows. And it was, like, text funny to this number, and we'll send you a custom ringtone. Or text, like, fart to this number, and we'll send you these custom emojis. Yeah, I remember that. That you can use. So I'd be like, okay, hey, I'd say yes, and it would bill your cell phone provider, and then you would, like, get sent these little emojis on your little phone. You racked up hundreds of thousands of dollars. Hundreds of thousands of dollars. My parents were livid. They were super wealthy before you were born. Yeah, and then they became uh, working poor because of me. Yeah, because of you and your hunger for emoticons. Yeah, I remember that that also brings me back to just like when you and your friends would get together. Like again, before like the internet was big and there was a lot to do. I thought you were going to say before the plague. <laughs> before before COVID. <laughs> uh, when you and your friends could hang out. I just remember being like 13 and we'd go on a phone and type in 1-800-REDHEAD and it would just be like this pre-recording for a phone sex line of oh. like a girl like kind of talking dirty be like click one and we'll set you up with one of our fiery redheads and i swear to god none of these girls had red hair it was all a ruse but at the time i believed it and you'd like listen to it with your friends you'd be like oh and then like they'd leave and you'd listen to it again and jack it to like a cutout picture of, of pamela anderson nice who who was for kids don't know that was like the 90s kim kardashian i thought you were gonna say for kids that don't know that's canada's centennial baby so is my dad. No. He was born in 1967, my friend. Okay, but he's not the centennial baby. I guess not. That's Pamela Anderson. Oh, so you're shitting one. on my dad? I'm shitting on you for saying that he's something he's not, and I think he would agree. Okay, we're going to move past this. Your dad is an honest man. He wouldn't want to be misrepresented. Not by you. Not like this. Jesus. He was born on June 23rd, 1967. Close enough. He's like, what? He, in fact, he's before Anderson, which makes him better. Yeah. So also, don't fucking speak shit so about my old man. Too, too early to be the centennial baby. I'm going a, I'm to a knock you right in your beautiful face if you keep talking shit about my old man. Christ. The point being was, you know, the, there were so many things that like when the internet was in his like wild west infancy, like whether it be message boards or MySpace, you know, everything was kind of spread out and not all the time do you know how to find the stuff that you want to find. This is something that's such a big theme of our show. And I think one of the things that happened, and I, I, I feel like Facebook and YouTube are kind of the, the spark that made this happen is everything got a lot more centralized. Yeah, I definitely, I mean, I think another thing um, 
message boards like well like reddit i think is another one i don't know if it like reddit isn't as mainstream so i don't think it's like as powerful as facebook or youtube like if i had to rate them i'd say it'd be like a facebook youtube and then maybe reddit in terms of like what contributed to this consolidation yeah absolutely i i think reddit is kind of like the biggest forum right now you know not as many people at least the layman or the average person is like going to like 4chan or 5chan or anything like that you know good old 8chan oh don't even get me started um but but because i think you know all of a sudden you know you can even look at this like like that meme like why go to six stories when you can go to one like you know if you're looking at someone in in the beginning of kind of americana in the 50s oh well i go to my butcher and then i go to my shoe shop and then you know i i I get some clothes for my kids and i'll gotta get some fish and i go to the local store to go get uh, all my produce why do all that when you can fucking go to Walmart, you know? And it's one of those things that kind of killed the mom and pop business and, and symbol of the internet, you know, like Facebook has all the social networking that would be needed on something like a MySpace. And they also have games that you could have gotten on free online games. They're also, they're stealing Craigslist now too. Yeah, Marketplace. I don't, is, I don't go to Craigslist anymore. I go to Marketplace. Oh no, I never go to Craigslist anymore. Marketplace is just so more user intuitive and it has it there. And then similar, like I think what killed stuff like AIM and uh, MSN Messenger was Facebook Messenger because now all of a sudden pretty much the exact same layout that's in something like MSN is on Facebook and you're already there sharing photos and writing on people's walls. Why would I go to a third-party app? And then when the cell phone came in, that's when it all kind of like came to one thing. You can be taking a shit and be on Facebook. You know, everything that you need to do. Be taking a shit, watching a YouTube video about aerodynamics jerking off on you porn in the other screen and freaking selling your mom's jewelry box on marketplace all at the same time exactly and it's like okay so pretty much i think the average person if they just had facebook twitter youtube instagram and reddit they they pretty much can do anything you need to do on the internet for the average person that is the internet for the average person. I that is say. the internet for the average person. You know, maybe add TikTok to that now, but I remember there was a time where, like, if I wanted to watch a funny video, there were like maybe twenty websites I might go to. If I wanted to play a game, there'd be like thirty for fucking that. You know, if I wanted to, I'd used used Vancouver, I'd use Craigslist if I wanted to buy something, or maybe I'd go on eBay. You know, like Kijiji. Kijiji. We used eBay recently to get a new camera, but that's the first time I've used fucking eBay since at least 2006. Yeah, I mean, uh, eBay I still use sometimes, but yeah, it's it's very different. And even texting, you know, like like we said about, I, I think we were talking about this the other day, but the birth of the smartphone is what made you be able to access this anywhere. So that whole concept of what we were talking about earlier where, oh, I'd have to go on to my computer when I was home sign in to chat with people like you said you're never offline someone can get in contact you whenever yeah which is in kind of insane and probably unhealthy oh be honest absolutely i remember i one time like just was like oh fuck my phone has died there is no charger it was like in the middle of moving a couple years ago I, I panicked like I was like what if someone needs to get a hold of me and we've gone almost all of like <laughs> time of recorded history 
if not before, well, definitely before that. If not before, <laughs> no, but def- perhaps, perhaps not before, before recorded history. They had a goddamn androids, but like, yeah, they uh, had chips in their brain. But no, if all of history recorded or not, when someone needs to get a hold of you, you'd have to be home. Like no one needs to get a hold of you. But I had this like anxiety, like, oh, what if something, you know? Yeah, that it's I'm not funny, connected so, to the ether. Yeah, I'm not hooked up right now. I don't got that juice flow into my brain. But no, but the thing is, um, anytime I've like accidentally left my phone somewhere, like at a friend's house or something, um, or like whatever, like my charger died and it doesn't won't turn on, um, and I've had to go like a couple days. How insane is that? A couple days without my phone. At first, it sucks, but then a little bit, you kind of stop missing it. Well, know? even traveling, I think that's a big thing that you do with traveling. Like a lot of the time, like when my last and one big trip to like see you in in Asia, a lot of the time my phone would just be off in a, in a gosh darn fanny pack. But there was a freedom to that. But it, it it's yeah. I mean, I I generally got SIM cards, so I would have a SIM card and okay, the okay, and, Mr. Fancy. Well, it's just. No, I, no, you, you were you're like traveling my, for a long time. It wasn't just my, like a vacation. Yeah, and also my phone, like that's the thing is your phone becomes like, uh, I mean, I eventually had my laptop. I had had it brought to me, but like, uh, if if you don't like have a laptop or a computer, or whatever, like if you're booking hostels or or you know getting directions or doing it or booking a plane ticket or anything, bus tickets. Oh, you have well, to maybe do, not bus tickets. But. Use a GPS to find where you're going. Talk to other people that you know you're traveling with to meet Freaking up. Google you, Translate as well. It's you, really useful. But I'm just saying, like, if like, and I had my phone stolen, and getting your phone stolen is pretty disastrous because you're like, fuck, I don't know. Like, I need a phone to to like navigate. Oh, absolutely. And it's 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 something that you don't need, but you kind of do now. Like the world is set up for you to need a phone. Also, just yeah. because you I mean, you, you don't really. But, you know, there are people that don't all the time. I think it's just more you were conditioned to think we need it at all times. And I think yeah. the funny thing is how connected we are, how much of our lives we are putting out there. It's, you know, it's more isolating. It's more lonely. We're not really putting a true picture and i think something that's kind of interesting to me is i i kind of have this theory i call it the social media bell curve and what mm. it is is i think at the beginning of the internet um or at least the early days post eternal september where the layman was using the internet because I, I think we, most of us get into the internet nowadays or anyone around our age as a layman and you know all of a sudden here's this thing and all this information is out there but a lot of people are told you can't no, don't tell people what your name is. Don't put like your real birthday. Don't put real information. You know, the Internet yeah. is a scary place. That's that's kind of the talk I got from my parents. Anyone can be on the Internet. You could be kidnapped. You could get your information stolen. So you would, you know, in, especially even on like early message boards, you would have a screen name and you wouldn't have a photo of yourself and you wouldn't tell anyone about yourself but you'd be divulging all this information because you know you're talking to strangers and much like seeing a therapist when you're talking to someone that isn't directly in your life you can be more honest you can share more about yourself without actually showing your name or your picture or necessarily where you're from and yeah i i think that that kind of kept that rise kept going where like with stuff like MySpace or Friendster or Facebook all of a sudden you know you have this honesty but okay maybe you'll put a picture of yourself 
So you can yeah. maybe like, you know, that's when kind of online dating started. And I'm not saying that with like apps. I'm talking literally like, oh, someone's cute on MySpace. I'll message them. And you're, you're kind of going up and up. And okay, you know, I might as well say where I'm from. Okay, I maybe I'll use my real name instead of just a screen name. And all of a sudden, there's kind of at just a couple years into Facebook where you're getting that like oversharing. Your mm. every photo that's taken, you know, like your tagged, fo- you know, if your friends are taking photos at an event, you're taking photos in that event, and then everyone's gonna throw that in Facebook because they want to relive the night. It, that's the other thing. As soon as you had a camera on your smartphone, it just it oh, just, it changed. The floodgates open, and I think weirdly enough, the timeline of like when I was in high school, 2007 to 2012, was I think the peak of that. Everything is documented and everything goes specifically on Facebook. You also have your likes, your dislikes, you're posting on your wall. Before it was just any status, it was Josh is, you know. Josh is going to a party tonight. Josh is seeing his grandparents. Family events would are, you know, this now it seems like the only thing people post on Facebook is family events. But, you know, that when moms or grandparents started to get Facebook and then your whole life is kind of here. And I know me personally, after getting out of high school, maybe someone tagged me in a picture here or there. Or I'll post something for like, you know, something like Passover or Christmas or whatever it is. But being like, usually it's for me, it's like announcements that I feel now Facebook is just because of its, you know, grasp on people. It's has kind of a collection of almost everyone I know on there. Yeah, so you can for the majority throw stuff of people out to I know, get an to opinion. Ever, just, or just general announcement. But like you're not putting was... your whole life out there anymore. Like I think we've no. – and that's what I mean by the bell curve. As we've hit that peak of everything going on there, we've slowly started to be like, oh, okay, well, I don't need to air my dirty laundry. But in a weird way, it's not that we've stopped posting photos of ourselves or what we're doing. I think it's anything, just become that- – has volume yeah has gone up in terms of how much people are posting that being said it's a lot more i don't quite want to say dishonest but more of like say curated curated it's curated and you're painting a picture of how you want to be perceived and i think if you talk to anyone you know who has any sort of like clout on social media oh that oh that delicious dinner i had some friends with more money were having dinner and i I took a photo with it oh yeah i go i went to like Greece one fucking time in the last three years i took a million photos and every once in a while when it gets warm i'll post it you know like you are showing to the world what you want them to see of you and it is less that oversharing you know verbal diarrhea that you're putting out and like you said curated it's more of that this is what i want the world to see and though we're going up as far as output i think we're going considerably down as far as the, the genuine you that you were putting when you felt safe doing so hiding behind a screen name yeah it, yeah like you're saying there's like it's almost like two ships passing in the night of like it you used to be anonymous but honest and now you're known but fabricated oh fucking hey the other day laura was uh selling a chair she refurbished on on marketplace and someone's like oh you're it looks like you're three blocks away i'll i'll pick it up tomorrow and she's like how the fuck did they know it's three blocks away and it kind of shows a general area of where you are in marketplace without putting it you know like we're literally at a point now where whether it be via instagram or even i remember when snapchat started doing this i don't think many people are using snapchat anymore i think the youth still are actually but you know with those apps you can see your general locations like what i didn't consent to this i mean you did by and that's signing the other the- part of the bell curve that people are i think 
trying at first it was like you really cared about your privacy you didn't share anything online in terms of like how to who you are exactly like like we talked about and then that went away and then you were sharing everything tagging your location i remember uh foursquare was the first big one to do it yeah it was literally just tagging places you went yeah and you get more stars if you went there more like a and that's so weird to think of right now because, like, in your Instagram photos, your Facebook photos, you it, it'll GPS and tag where you are. Yeah. Before there was an app that just did that, and it's like, oh, it looks like Josh has been to the pie hole five times. You get a token or a badge for that. And if you go ten yeah. times, you're the king of the pie. You know, like, king of the pie hole. That was you for sure, hey? Oh, yeah. If you know oh, what I yeah. mean. <laughs> I ate a lot of pies alone. Yeah. No one wanted to go with you. No one wanted. Frankly, it was disgusting watching you eat them. No, I'd We've... down like five of those, and I wouldn't chew. I'd just like mash up yeah. slightly and swallow. Yeah. Well, we've talked about this, I think, on a fun styles, how you eat pie. So if you're interested, you got to pay for our Patreon. Sorry. Yeah. Exclusive you do. content. It's exclusive content. You got to check out. You, you could hear Josh's pie hole story. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. No, but so like, and then now I think we're, people are thinking about privacy again now. Um, it kind of, maybe it's too late, you know, Pandora's yeah. box might be open, but people are at least trying to, to edge that bell curve down in regards to privacy. I think the authenticity, which is something we talked about and that's sort of. Somebody a, YouTube. A, yeah. We talked about that. Yeah. Well, I was going to say it's kind of like a, like a, an internal September as well in terms of like when something is small and niche and closely knit it's very authentic and then as it blows up and it has an influx of new users and that September never ends it kind of becomes less authentic yeah nice you said because it never like wake me up when September ends it's never ending baby it doesn't end and that's the thing is like the Pandora's box is open like you said and if you can't close it you might as well you know put on a a face you want people to see like if someone's going to see my whole life might as well show the good bits yeah you know like true i i wouldn't necessarily like i'd like to say that my instagram isn't like that but you know all my poster stuff i think are funny or events i went to that i think are chill which yeah is still very curated compared to it's like oh here's bad photos of me someone took at you know a, a party or a get together and that's yeah, a totally. part of my library you know though i think both of us are not really people who delete stuff no i have nothing deleted everything's up there all my old embarrassing youtube videos all my old embarrassing tags facebook photos of of me with a little frizzy jufro and braces it's all there here's the our, secret our videos are are unlisted and i actually i know angus i think put a lot of them to unlisted because he has a music career and he felt like it would conflict with his brand but i want i'd be down to put them put them up but that's, you know, that's the thing is like, I think a lot of people do do that. It's like, okay, I'll private or take this stuff down. So I'm, I'm only really showing the best and it is still you out there. It's your name, it's your location, but it's a different thing. And I yeah. think for me, what I would consider my, my personal peak of social media, not like I was big on there. I just mean my peak of, of using it for the intended purpose of being social, that being on like when Facebook and even this is like pre pre Instagram, definitely pre Instagram being big is Facebook and YouTube. You know, I think what I was doing was very much trying to communicate with people and trying to be honest. I got catfished once. I'll be honest. Oh, my uh, webcam doesn't work, but jerk off for me. And I was like, okay, I'm 17. I'm horny. Oh, n- oh no. Uh, but I, th- are you okay? No. <laughs> 
after I realized I was catfished, uh, I was quite scared. And, and you know what? What? It was freaking Cruella DeVille. It was Cruella DeVille again, you know? Still yeah. pretty pissed about that that Mr. Marshy shit. Yeah, well, it was the long con. He was trying to get back at you. Yeah, I was like, just as I nutted, the camera did come on, and it was an, an old gray woman. Yeah. Here's something weird that, like, I do, I do want to get into a little bit. Okay. In the movie 101 Dalmatians. Yeah. Uh, Krell DeVille is supposed to be, like, a schoolmate of the poor girl who's in, like, in her late 20s. Right. But Krell DeVille is, like, a 70-year-old woman. I think the reasoning is, um, like, if you're an evil person, you, you age. age and you look like shit. Busted people are bad is the moral of that movie. <laughs> yeah. If you're, um, the, the meaner you are, the older and uglier you get. Yeah. Uh, that night, so I think that's kind of the moral again. Hmm. Um, wow. We, uh, we've really plowed through this topic in terms of time i did not expect to talk uh for almost an hour so far and we're still a couple more things i wanted to talk we're about. really into the internet and corella deville yeah i'd say probably 50 percent of this is really just corella deville um yeah so if you want to tune in next week it'll be an all corella deville podcast we're switching it up actually because you uh, i'm realizing we're running out of shit to talk about so we're just gonna talk about corella deville now thanks for joining us on this journey of the internet i think we explained it all yeah. i think we explained it podcast succinctly. over uh next week is adam johnson but we're canceling that so yeah sorry adam so it'd be really cool to have yms on the pod it was so cool that he accepted but uh no i guess i don't know maybe he'll you know what he might want to talk about Krell deville yeah he can come on and like i don't know i just i just feel like i don't want him to talk too much about it because i have a lot to you say. have a lot to say about corella yeah like umbrella corella right at the top was that one of the big things you want to talk about no that's just a small thing so imagine the big things i have to say i guess so yeah are you proud of yourself like that you said umbrella corella like that <laughs> yeah or aren't you proud of me yeah don't worry like i said i'm gonna love you no matter what okay um wow so addiction huh <laughs> <laughs> no but I, I mean we we briefly did talk about it with like oh i don't have my phone but like I don't know. I would even consider myself someone who isn't that addicted to the internet or I guess as the internet has kind of become in its biggest like that's form. A I feel like that's a lie right there. Okay, that's Maybe a lie. That's... I guess I mean I, I'm <laughs> relatively unaddicted to my phone, you know? Yeah, phone phone maybe, but I think you're definitely on Oh, I'm super addicted to the internet. Um, yeah. But I, I, I think one of its biggest forms now being the cell phone is like I'm someone – like if I'm hanging with someone, I don't need to be on my phone that much. Yeah. But when I get on to my YouTubes, don't try to talk to me. You say, Laura, why don't you go get a book or something? Eat, yeah, I'm, get a snack or eat a book or whatever. Get a book and eat some kale because I'm going to be gone for a while. Yeah, I'm on that goddamn <laughs> uh, Ray William Johnson uh, throwback Thursday hole. Yeah, you're surfing the web with good old Ray with, as your co-pilot. Yeah, absolutely. Equals three? Yeah. Equals, equals me, me. Nice. nice dude absolutely but uh, yeah we're so in sync today i think you know you could give me every book in the world i don't know how to read so it kind of i guess i can make a hat or whatever but like a, a fort maybe i could make a fort but i, I don't know it, it is one of those things where like yeah we as a society are very addicted to the internet i i i'm too bored to take a shit 
most people are too bored to take a shit without the internet. Think about yeah, that. Yeah, that's true. And that's it's contributed true. to hemorrhoids 100% because you're sitting on the yeah. toilet longer. Yeah. But that's like we're bored doing everything. The second boredom strikes us, search something on the internet. And I mean, that's something I'd like to avoid. I mean, maybe not completely because I guess this is my job now. But <laughs> I, I, I would like to be able to like have a boring moment and then maybe just like be like okay i'm gonna take this and do th- something creative like i mean me me and thomas we have time we take to be creative i'm not saying i'm not being creative i just mean if i'm alone i have nothing to do and i'm bored yeah i'm gonna go on my phone but i guess i could like just be like okay maybe i'll learn to do a handstand yeah that's the thing is that i feel like it's so easy just to like sites like reddit or whatever it's just like junk food you know like you're just you're consuming a bunch of nonsense but it's nothing really um it's not nourishing you it's yeah it's not nourishing you it's empty calories exactly um obviously you can use your phone and the internet for things that are valuable i know as as a person inflicted with adhd that's right yeah uh, i'm i'm mentally ill yes how about that um the cell phone is like addiction is huge for me like i can't um any moment like my brain tries to divert its attention to something it's going for the phone and because it's like a big flashy light of a bunch of random bullshit it's so easy to like just captivate me you're like a bird that sees something shiny i am i don't want to shit on you you can cut this out but thomas doesn't do this as much anymore but when we first met in film school like he would constantly be drawing on his phone or doing something like that the funny thing is he was very alert while doing it but i think that's almost the apex of phone social media addiction is like you can still keep a conversation but you were on your phone kind of i mean yeah i definitely know having a conversation or something like that when you're for me the drawing was different like i was doing tags because i was so cool yeah um, and they were sort of like non, they don't take thought. They're just like a, a muscle memory sort of thing. Yeah. So I can be doing those and be actively listening, which is funny thing. Yeah, I remember one of the teachers saying that to me where she was like, you're just a type of learner who needs to be doing something to learn. And I was like, cool. Or like Oliver would say like, yeah, it looked like you weren't listening at all. And then they'd ask a question and I'd be like, oh, it's this. And then it'd be right because I'm so fucking smart. It would almost be like a, like a magic trick. Like you'd be saying something yeah. and it's like, oh, old Tom's on his phone. Hey, Thomas, what were you just talking about? And he'd recite it. Like, you know, it, it's, yeah, it's definitely a skill. It's, but I, I think there's a lot of people that, yeah, de- dead air phone. Well, is- I, yeah, I can't remember who was someone, some internet person i feel like it was jeff ramsey or someone someone was talking about how it would be like or maybe it was bernie so i think it was a rooster teeth guy was saying like uh you know you're talking to your kid or whatever oh no you know what it was fucking louis ck it wasn't even an internet guy we at can't all. talk was, about him anymore. i can't talk about him so let's just stop that right there yeah um anyway <laughs> no but so it's interesting with the addiction of the of social media it's designed that way and then in tandem with that i feel like it's they have so much control over what people think yeah like because i would say i'm addicted to my phone and like i guess i'm addicted to social media because i i scroll on it a a lot and i'm sure it influences my thought but i'm not like actively i don't feel like i'm actively consuming it and engaging with it as much as some other people might be and 
when they have so much power over what you see and you consume, they can really shape what your opinions are. And that's kind of scary. I, th- I, I, I think, you know, something like forums and message boards and keeping the attention have, have definitely created the birth or at least the spread of like incel culture. Yeah, well, that's the whole thing theorists. with echo, echo chambers. Yeah. Is sort of, yeah, what I'm talking about as well. And it's the, the whole thing with the internet is it, it, like it's a tool and it can be used for, uh, you know, good or evil. Or dumb. That's mostly what it's used for, yeah. I think it's like even if you look at like a hammer as a tool, you know, the good can be, okay, I'm actually driving a nail. I'm creating a, a little shed so I can put all my hats in there. The yeah. the neg- the bad of using a hammer or the evil is you're driving a nail into someone's skull. Exactly, you know? Okay, you're using it for evil. And the dumb is just like you're putting it on a stack of papers to keep the papers from flying away. Like buy a paperweight. And it's Well, that's just a rock. That's what I mean, but it's it's like doing that and also being like, "Oh, how how the hell am I going to build this shed for my hats?" Mm. You have the hammer, dummy. And those are the three ways I think people use the internet. Evil, dumb, and good. Yeah, in that order. Most of it is evil and dumb, and there's a little bit of good. Yeah, like uh, Hank Green. Yeah, Hank Green, I guess. He's a good guy. He's like pretty much the only guy I can think of who's purely good. I know. I, I would also add on to that Michael Buckley. He was a real sweet boy. I was just kidding. Like, you notice how I didn't say John, his brother. Yeah. says a joke. Well, that's the thing that a lot of people don't know, and I'm going to fill you in on this. Um, So Hank Green is is a very good guy, you know, one of the most wholesome people you meet. And John Green is a a garbage piece of shit. Okay. What he will do is he will go around and he will, uh, like, oh, I'm, like, hire, like, like, uh, illegal immigrants who aren't able to get a visa you know they've come here from a war-torn country and just need sanctions <laughs> and you'll be like oh i have a work job for you to do and no then what he'll do is he'll be like he'll he'll say i'll pay you for the whole entire day stop and then he'll make them watch him as he tries on a series of dresses and they're just kind of confused like why are you like what are we, like this isn't <laughs> technically like i'm not like you aren't doing anything wrong you're but burning this a bridge is so right now. weird that you're doing this he's just like i can't believe you're purple dresses green this. dresses gray dresses white dre- no, wedding Josh. dresses the whole gambit and at the end of we're th- not going to be able to get him now you shush <laughs> up and i'm telling the people what they need to hear and, and then this it, is insane that at the end of the day like he'll give them an envelope filled with cash you know they're like okay this was a weird day it's weird that i had to watch a grown man try on a myriad of dresses i'm gonna go back to my family <laughs> and they open up the envelope and it's full of monopoly money and it's just this like a weird slander. it's like a weird coy like thing that he did and i guess because you know they're they're not legally allowed to work in the country you know they can't sue him um but it's like what a waste of a day that i could have been working you know this is crazy and it's such like a meek thing to do you've just guaranteed we'll never get either of the green brothers on the show oh they'll come on and they'll dispute this and say it's bullshit it's bullshit it's bullshit and then they'll come to the point where they have to send us their audio and hank will send it and john will send just i guess like the audio of him trying on all these strange dresses (laughs) 
so yeah i just i i hate to I'm be the one to say it so yeah. pissed at you right now for <laughs> unleashing that to the world yeah i just i think it needed to happen if we're talking about like the, the good on the internet and the evil and the dumb somehow john green is both evil and dumb the vlogbrothers encapsulate all of that all of that and hank is just much like good. social media is a microcosm of the internet john and hank are a microcosm of the duality of man absolutely okay i guess yeah and i just i think it needed to get out there is all well i guess on that horrible note of <laughs> slanderous libel um hey libels in print my friend yeah i'm gonna type it out i'm gonna type out what you said and mail it to him Are you really that's kind of fucked up yeah i'm just kidding okay thank you sorry i was frightened for a second there I... to, be, to be honest josh yeah um that whole that was all a bit okay like me being upset about that yeah you were not, joking i wasn't i, I wasn't was doing a bit about that that john green thing he's no, a I fucking know. monster Dude, I, I know i met him i was yeah. there yeah he offered me <laughs> to come <laughs> try on and, watch and, him try the dresses on because well, i said i was from canada and he was like oh canada <laughs> and you're not a citizen right and i was like 13 how would you like so to make a little extra cash yeah no it's true and that's why i was so upset yeah okay it's okay you're bringing you're bringing up a lot of trauma we can cut all this out so you don't feel uncomfortable no i think you're right i think the world the needs world to needs know. to know yeah anyway guys um thanks so much for listening this has kind of been an episode about social media and our journeys through it, our thoughts, opinions, facts, yeah. nah, none of those. None of those. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, if you want to help us out, you can find us on TikTok when we were there. When we were there show, show oh on TikTok. God. When we were there show on Instagram. Uh, we are Friend Styles on Anchor. We are Friend Styles on Patreon. Tune in next goddamn week when we talk about an all Cruella DeVille podcast with Adam Johnson, some YMS. And you know what? While we're at it, we might as well talk about the internet. Yeah, maybe a little at the end, if there's time. If there's time. Thanks so much, guys. Thanks, guys. We will see you next time. Bye. Friendstyles.com on YouTube also, by the way. Friendstyles.com YouTube. Bye.